Good morning, good people. This is your boy, Phil Holly, coming to you with another episode of Popping Off with Phil, the podcast. Um, It may never rain in Southern California, but it certainly rains a great deal in Atlanta, GA. It is another rainy day here in this beautiful city, (laughs) Um, which, of course, rain brings about a a very different personality in terms of the driver here. way more accidents, way more confusion, way more congestion. So uh, my normal commute, which is normally 13 miles, 20 or so minutes, is typically intensified because of the rain. So it's a part of life. So what's going on? I want to talk a little bit about last week's podcast, which is Reclaiming Our Narrative, because I got a question. I got a question from one of my listeners, Robin N. So thank you for listening and also thank you for actively participating. And her question was, she wanted me to kind of explore a little bit about what she thought, I thought, (laughs) about our ancestors and how they feel about our progression as a people um, in relation to the many 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 I mean countless sacrifices that were made so that we could be in spaces even like the one that I have now uh, where I have the freedom to have a podcast talking about things that affect me and my community and so like this topic or this discussion could go on for months and months and months and years and years and years and days and days and days (laughs) and so I don't want to bore you or make this episode much much longer but I do encourage you to respond to what I have to say and what I'll say is I think that there's always been competitive thoughts in our community about what progression is what it looks like um from Nat Turner to Harriet Tubman to Booker T Washington to W.B. Du Bois to Martin Luther King Jr. to Malcolm X everybody that I named at some point had one idea about what our lives should look like that changed. And in a lot of ways, it cost each of them something. A lot of them their lives. Um, And then for many of them, just support. um, Because people didn't understand. I, I think that what I can honestly say is and I'll take it from my parents' generation. My parents are what are like those, the, 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 I guess they're like baby boomers light. <laughs> so they're like towards the end of being baby boomers, the, the, the early 60s. I think that that's correct. Um, and they're in an interesting, ah, they're in an inter- sorry, they're in an interesting space because I feel like they their parents made a, a number of sacrifices, most of them moving from the South, coming North, um, so that their opportunity would be different. And because of that, all of them had the advantage of going to college. And they, some of them took advantage of it and finished, and, and some of them did not, but I think that because they are on the heels of civil rights and there was this presumption that things were going to get better, they're a little removed from the struggle. So my parents, different from their older brothers and sisters, never really experienced 
overt racism. Like, I mean, obviously they probably had some encounters, but you know, my other aunts and uncles who did spend some time in the South, probably more time in the South than my parents did, you know, remember what it was like to be called a nigga and remember white only and black only water fountains and bathrooms and different things like that. And my parents are a little removed for that struggle. So I think because they are, were, they were disengaged, they raised children who were also disengaged. So I think that each generation that experiences something different in terms of what we deem as progress, the opportunity to purchase a home, the opportunity to live in the suburbs, the opportunity to send your kids to private school, Catholic school, Montessori school, the opportunity to allow your children to be active and, and, and participate in private music lessons or, you know, soccer camps and golf camps and baseball camps and basketball clinics and football clinics. All of those things are things that were not necessarily available to them, but because they were in a better situation, they were able to provide those things for their children. And so I just think that we get further and further um, away from the struggle. And so when we're in situations like we are now, where all of that, all of that stuff is starting to resurface because nothing new is under the sun. Life is cyclical. Things repeat themselves. I don't know if we really know how to combat those things. So I think that on one hand, there are probably many ancestors who are pleased with where we are. Um, but there are probably others who are disappointed or would be disappointed because they made a lot of sacrifices and everybody isn't taking advantage of the lives that were lost. You know, people literally did things so that their families could survive, even if that meant self-sacrifice. Um, when I hear that black people don't vote, it pains me. Because I'm like, you know, people literally lost their lives so that that would be a right of ours. Um, so about reclaiming our narrative, about our ancestors and how they feel, that's kind of where I'm at. Please feel free to reach out to me, to talk to me, to let me know how you how you feel, how you think. If I say something that you think is wrong or something you want to um, provide correction for, because uh, I'm there's some historical inaccuracy please by all means because this is a platform to enrich to entertain but also to educate so um this week's episode what am i going to talk about i have no idea no i do know what i want to talk about um we oftentimes hear this any of us who fly on planes how important it is to uh place your life mask on your face before you help others. And I've learned, I don't have children. I have a godson, but I don't have children of my own. And I've heard parents often say, mothers and fathers alike, that that was the most difficult concept for them to conceptualize. Like, why would I put my mask on before I put my child's mask on? Like, I want my child to breathe. And I think we oftentimes go through life putting on other people's masks before we put on our own. And so this week's episode is, you call it selfish, I call it self-care. Um, because I think that there should be some special attention given to the concept of self-care. Because um, we, don't, we don't do it enough. And, and there's two different angles. So I think it's one angle of just being cognizant of how important it is to take care of yourself, your mental, your physical, your spiritual. Uh, are all three elements that are important because the reality of the situation is and a, a friend of mine his father used to say this he said I take 
very good care of myself and I take care of myself first. I always take care of myself first. And my thought process is if I don't take care of myself well enough to the point where I am sick or ill, then all of this killing myself under the guise of taking care of my family is, is for naught. Because if I'm not well enough or even worse, dead, then there's still no one here to take care of my family. So I think it's important that we look at that whole concept of self-care and what that looks like for us. Um, mental health is a part of it. Uh, Mariah Carey recently you know, came out saying that she's dealt with and struggled with bipolarism you know, bipolar disorder. And to some people that was surprising, I think to the uh, mental health community, maybe not so much. (laughs) Those individuals who study nuances and personality and character and, you know, they really pay attention, they hone in on those things. Um, But I think we've become, I think we're becoming desensitized to this whole concept that mental illness is a real thing and especially in our community with help from people like Jennifer Lewis uh, who has very publicly and uh, very intimately led us into her life and her struggle with bipolarism. Um, Her book, The Mother of Black Hollywood is absolutely amazing. If you haven't read it or listened to it via audio, audible (laughs) um, or some other audio book I guess app you really should because she talks about how something like mental illness something like bipolarism uh you know had her struggling with different types of addictions most notably sex addiction um but also other things you know drugs and 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 alcohol and and you know just making poor choices emotional decisions Um, That impacted her life and her livelihood. And she got to a point where she was just like, you know, this is foolish. (laughs) I can't live life this way. Um, I'm going to destroy everything that I've worked so hard to build because I'm not well. And her recognition of that, and it was a struggle fighting through, fighting with therapists. But, you know, that that click that says, I got to do better for myself. And, and I think that that's brave um, and extremely important because we all know people who suffer from mental illness, in most cases undiagnosed and untreated. And, you know, we write those people off as, oh, that, you know, that's crazy. I be, you know, be crazy. Be always been crazy. But no, but be really is crazy and not crazy in the sense of, you know, we use crazy derog- in, in a derogatory sense. Well, we use it in a joking sense but it's really derogatory it's like no B really is unstable um and that should be addressed and so I think that that's important so mental health is definitely a part of it um but in in terms of the the, and of course physical health so taking care of yourself physically whether it is um having more salad than 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 red meat working out once or twice a day or finding some other activity that you like so for me, for instance, I don't particularly care for the gym, but I really do like playing tennis. Um, but I'm very, I don't dedicate the time to that either. So it's like figuring out what makes you tick um, because you can only eat well for so long. And although diet, I hate the word diet, although eating right <laughs> and making smart choices in terms of 
your diet, not dieting, but in terms of your everyday diet is important. You're going to do that for so long because it gets exhausting. It gets exhausting eating the same things or eating one or two things. Um, there has to be something else. So eventually your body reaches this impasse, this, this plateau where it's like, okay, I've lost all of the weight in the inches I'm going to lose eating healthily because I've gotten to the point now where I'm incorporating again some of those bad things and that's where exercise comes in handy whether it is cardio or lifting weights or whatever the case is but just trying to be healthier because in our community we struggle with things like heart disease and diabetes and uh, hypertension which is related to the heart of course and uh, high cholesterol those are silent killers of us and then because of some of our diets it makes us more susceptible to things to certain cancers you know prostate cancer we're dealing with that quite a bit in our community um something else going unchecked and undiagnosed so physical health is important but spiritual health is also important (laughs) um spiritual well-being and taking care of yourself spiritually and that's whether you subscribe to whatever tenet you subscribe to whatever whatever higher being whether you answer to god or the universe to buddha or to confucius (laughs) whatever it is you know, just making sure that there is some onus given to a higher being that we don't make it through this world by ourselves. Um, my dad once said that, you know, he believes that it's all the same God. We're just taking different roadmaps. And although if I decided today to be a Buddhist, he would question that heavily. <laughs> um, it is important that we all subscribe to some type of higher being, that we all are cognizant that we're not just making it through this life totally on our own, that there is something else, some other power, some other wheel, um, wheel or wheel spinning (laughs) that allows us to get from day to day. Um, In terms of just life, And that's why I entitled this episode, you call it selfish, I call it self-care. Just to go back to the whole concept of the mask, I think that many of us, I think that we all go through different periods of our lives. And we certainly, I know I certainly have gone through a period where taking care of others has been more important than taking care of myself. Being available to others has been more important than showing up for myself. And you find yourself getting exhausted being that person for everybody. Um, And sometimes you find yourself being resentful because you feel like I'm that person for everybody, but I don't have any goddamn body. Like, who do I call when I'm stressed out or I'm not feeling up to par because the moment I call somebody else to to check in and say, hey, this is how I'm feeling today, we immediately run the race with all of their problems. And so then I have to, again, put my problems or my situation on the back burner to be of some type of support to someone else and it's like damn like when is it my turn and so sometimes we have to learn to say no I can't be available to you for this I can't be your emotional support because I'm emotionally imbalanced I can't be your spiritual support because I'm spiritually imbalanced I can't be your physical support because I'm physically imbalanced I can't be your mental support because I'm mentally imbalanced and that's okay and a lot of times people don't always respond well to you not being available to them when they're accustomed to you being available but what's more important because again if you 
completely drain yourselves of every of everything that you have. Like you can't you you, you can't you can't drink from a well that's empty. Uh, you can't pour from an empty cup. And so there's nothing wrong with choosing self and saying, you know, no, this is something that I need to do for me. I, I need to see a therapist because it's important for me. And I know therapy, especially in the African-American community, is a tough one because we have been conditioned to believe that therapy is for white folks or for other folks. You know, we are conditioned to believe that prayer and supplication can get us through any and everything. And it can And I'm not discrediting the power of prayer, but you can't pray away schizophrenia. You can't pray away manic depression. You can't pray away alcoholism. Um, They're diseases. They 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 are parts of life that require a higher level of frequency and sensitivity to treatment and education and progress and there's nothing wrong with needing those things and 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 wanting those things for yourself um but not even that deep just with your family and your friends just not being available sometimes because you just can't um and not feeling guilty because you can't because the reality of the situation is if if you reach that breaking point where you where you where you literally can't anymore um and because you've told people no and now you're in need and all of that resentment builds up and those people aren't available to you because they say you weren't available to them in their time of need like you 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 haven't done anybody any favors most of all yourself so today's message is all about self-care and the importance of self-care and the process of recognizing that you need to get to a place where you take care of yourself before you take care of anybody else and not to feel any type of way about it other than proud that you've come to this place where you realize that you have to do better by yourself so that you're in a position to possibly later do for others. So um, what are your thoughts? What do you think about self-care? Um, is it selfish? If, is it selfless? I actually believe it's a selfless act to, to take care of yourself first. And I haven't always felt that way, but you know, life teaches you things, um, experiences, you know, loss and how important it is to, to, to do that. And so, Hey, I believe that today is a, is a better day than any to start looking towards ways to initiate a self-care plan for yourself. Um, Be it searching for a therapist or counselor, be it deciding that one day out of the month, you're going to have a me day um, where you shut yourself off from the world. I'm going to get a massage. I am going to go to a movie by myself. I'm going to go to dinner by myself. I'm going to start meditating. I'm going to do yoga. I am going to uh, take a take a, a week where I say, hey, I'm not, not listening to anybody's problems. I can't, I can't be your therapist this week. Whatever it is, 
enlisting some type of self-care plan for yourself. Um, I think it's a very instrumental and it's a part of growing up. It is definitely adulting 101. So anyway, reach out to me via any platform. Uh, Facebook, I'm available. I'm available on Instagram. All Phil Holly, Philip Holly, Philip C. Holly. Uh, Philip C. Holly II, either way, you can find me. Um, and also, if you are listening to this via the Anchor app, please send me a, a voice message and say, hey, this is what I think, this is what I don't think, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. Um, this is what I think about reclaiming your narrative. This is what I think about selfish or versus self-care or selfish or self-care. This is um, how, I, how I feel about this whole podcast. It's helping, it's not helping. Whatever. Just let me know. Um, Because, again, you guys are my co-host. You make this thing possible. And I want to make sure that we are growing together. Uh, And also, if you are listening to this via the Apple podcast system, there is an option to review. Uh, Give me some stars. I know it's still early. So I'm just saying, keep these things in the back of your mind. Start thinking about what you want to write, something thoughtful, uh, <laughs> so that I can definitely build up my viewership with not just people who are my friends, but other people, um, people that you think that this message might be helpful for. Anyway, I hope you guys have a great day despite the weather here in Atlanta, GA. And if you're listening somewhere else, I hope the sun is shining bright. All right. Love you. Peace.